0: And welcome to another exciting and informative episode of Rogues in the House, a podcast focused on the genre and the love of all things sword and sorcery delivered with 100% enthusiasm by self-proclaimed experts. So salt your circle and sacrifice your virgins because (laughs) the rogues are in the house. Hey, dog brothers. How are (laughs) you?
1: Pretty good.
0: Better after that.
1: Yeah. Holy. All right. What's that I hear? Do you hear that? Oh, it's the jingle bells that uh, Dean is going to put in post production. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> that was a trap. Sorry. Oh, now I got to
0: find jingle bell sound effect. <laughs> yeah. I
1: feel like that's an easy sound effect yeah, to get. It
0: is. Yeah. I'm sure,
1: but, it I'm sure but, but it's not hard. There's probably also some company that's like paying, you know, charging you big time for the best jingle bell sounds. That's right.
0: Yeah. I get I what I can afford, which is nothing.
1: Yeah, which is the free ones
0: the free files yeah, yeah, YouTube exactly.
2: copyright strike on uh on a jingle bell sound freesounds.org <laughs> yeah, yeah i
1: sometimes think like you know let's say down the road we become this huge podcast and we start making actual money or something uh like we could afford um a new intro song right mm-hmm. but then i'm like Uh, I don't think I want it now. I like our stock. Yeah. For you.
0: What is it? The meek and the mighty. I think that's that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's us. You know, maybe some of our listeners would like to know, where did that come from? I mean, who found that? I did.
2: You did. Yeah. I just Googled up some, um, like stock music yeah and then i like narrowed it down to like with the classical sound instead of like techno or whatever right and then i just went through titles that sounded sword and sorcery until i found mighty and meek and i was like you know this sounds like a good intro
0: one
1: that's cool. Good, yeah. Good job, Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. Now, well, now, why didn't we go ahead and go with a techno theme? I mean, there's one thing that's sword and sorcery. You know, when techno you beats.
0: Think of sword and sorcery. You need to think of
1: techno beats. You know. I'm picturing glow sticks. I'm picturing <laughs> soothers. I'm picturing one guy in a diaper at a rave. I don't know why he's there? But you know. I don't know why he's. At least it's not top hats, gears, and goggles.
0: Yeah. Well. I
1: think I think I would prefer the weird rave guys than, yeah, a, yeah. than an auditorium of steampunks. Oh my God. All right. Listen, Steve punks, uh, uh, Steve punks. <laughs> who are Steve, who are know, Steve that, punks? They, that's a weird they, genre. Steve
0: jobs, like, you know, movies or something. <laughs>
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, or it's like Steve and the Grease Monkeys, you know? It's like a <laughs> conglomerate of uh, people who work uh, gearheads, you know? Yeah. All right, where the hell are we on this show?
0: Uh, we need to go take a trip down into the bazaar. The bazaar of the bazaar.
1: All right. Guess what? You get to go yes. first. No, do I? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, I will. So this has actually been a bizarre choice for me before, um, but now it's becoming far more real, and we've all just seen a trailer for it, and it is Robert Eggers' The Northman. Oh, wow, yeah. So, I mean, listen, I've been really into- I mean, mean, listen. (laughs) I mean, listen, okay? I'm going to drop some real stuff on you. He's about to
0: pontificate right now.
1: So, I'm a big fan of uh, Robert Egger's movies, uh, The Witch and the Lighthouse. I've watched them yeah. several times. I watched rewatched the Lighthouse a couple of weeks back, and I loved it as much. And the idea, like if you took any sort of, um, you know, medieval aspects or uh, a sword and sorcerer aspects or whatever you want to call it, if you remove that from it, whatever his next film would be, would probably be my most anticipated piece anyways, because mm. the films just move me okay. and they really get under my skin in a good way with the atmosphere, with the performances, the attention to detail. But so you're a,
0: like, you're a fan of the director, not so much the particular genre or theme of the That's movie. exactly
1: right. I mean, honestly, Viking stuff does get my attention just usually because, I mean, it's sort of in this wheelhouse, Right. But it's, it's, I've, we've said it before. The Vikings are becoming the new zombies in that they're overdone. Do not care. But, (laughs) but. Yeah. The, the the Viking revenge story. Yeah. Very Conan, feeling very Hamlet, feeling very, whatever. All those things are uh, ticking my, my boxes here on um, this film in particular. So the Northman, the trailer's out now, it looks amazing. Um. I'm actually like a lot of people reached out to me and sent me the trailer. I was like, bro, I think oh. I've sh- i shared that 45 minutes ago. Dude. I saw <laughs> mm-hmm. it as soon as it broke. i shared it.
0: Yeah. That would be um, like people trying to send me stuff related to star Trek. I've been yeah, all over it already. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Hey, Captain Kirk. Have you seen yeah. this? Yeah. All right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beam me up, buddy. I didn't see that yet. You got to get up pretty uh, early in the year to do that. Beam me on that live one. long and prosper pretty hard to get ahead of me on those. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> We saw the trailer. I think it's like March or February. It's coming out. Maybe May. I don't, I don't know. But uh, April. Is it April? There we go. Somewhere in there. (laughs) I shot every piece and missed them all. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it looks great. The cast is amazing. Stellan Skarsgård is like a draw, but he's Mm -hmm. like the least of it for me. Like I'm a huge Ethan Hawke fan, huge Willem Dafoe fan. I will literally, Willem Dafoe is like, to me, what Nicolas Cage is to Logan. (laughs) Like any movie with Willem Dafoe in it, I will watch it. He's like a... Interesting. Yeah, he's like a... a good actor. Yeah, he really is. And he's just... I don't know. He's captivating. A scenery chewer to the Mm -hmm. uh, max. Anywho, The Northman, you don't need me to tell you. Um, It's something you will watch. It's something I'm sure we'll review. And uh, that's my um, exciting piece from the bazaar today. All right. An anticipation piece, not an I saw yeah. it and I loved it. Piece. Right. But it's it's a trailer. Yes. The trailer is the piece. It has piqued your interest. It certainly has. Yeah.
0: So what about you, Logan? You want to go next or you want me to um
2: yeah, mine's actually a favor for fellow rogue, um, Mr. Jason Carney. Um, oh. he is hosting an event. He's hosting an event, and now that I have the date and time, I forget what it's what the app is called. Oh, oh it's called Gather. 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 Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be a uh, meeting for whetstone, <laughs> whetstoners I don't know. <laughs> I don't I think that's. His... That. I, I don't think that.
0: that's what he's going for. I don't, I don't think that's. His...
1: <laughs> so uh, so funny story. I I was writing something recently, and I was trying to write the word wet, W E T, and I wrote W H E T. i'm so no. Used to writing whetstone. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even remember no. what happened, but they were like, "What?" Like, what are you you talking about? Sorry, Logan, carry on. No, 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 that's a good one. Um,
2: It's funny how words kind of like wheedle their way into your your brain that way. Yeah, they really do. Um, But uh, Gather is like a little social gathering website and it's actually kind of cute because you like make your own little dude or woman and you like get placed into a virtual tavern and you can walk around and stuff. And so yeah. like in theory, right, you have to like be in proximity to others to chat with them through voice. So like you'd gather around a table and you could have a discussion, but people could be across the room, gathered at another table having a completely different discussion.
0: I've heard of something like this and yeah. it, it was very
2: intriguing. Wow. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. I did it once, and it was kind of just like, I don't know, like a mixer. It didn't really have a theme or anything. But there's always like an auditorium space where someone can stand on the auditorium and then everyone hears it, Mm. or like on the stage kind of thing. Let's not let Matt get a
0: hold of that one. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, Jason and, and Whetstone Magazine is hosting another one, which actually has a theme. They will be discussing... The first two chapters of Brian Murphy's Flame and Crimson book, oh, which yeah. is the history of sword and sorcery. And that will take place on Tuesday, January 18th, from 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. And I believe that is Eastern time. Um, for yeah. my fellow Americans. I think you're right. I think we we Yeah, because he's over a on. Of us- the- East Coast.
1: Yeah, we Canadians bullied them down to an hour earlier, I think. Yeah. So starting at nine is like actually reasonable to me because that's what time it is for me right now. That's when we start. Yeah.
0: It's on the 18th.
2: January 18th, Tuesday, January 18th. There will be a gather link posted um by Jason via Whetstone, probably on their Facebook, probably on their blog, and probably on their Discord. Yeah. So So if you are interested. Don't even have to like. You don't have to be a writer. You don't have to be like a reader of the magazine if you want to talk about. If you or even if you want to grab this book, which you should anyway, Mm -hmm. read the first couple of chapters and bring your thoughts to the table. Um, Look out for that. Put it on your calendars.
1: I'm visualizing this. Like Dean, you got to join, and we got to get Alex in there, and we'll have our own rogues' table, and we'll all sit there, kind of in the back corner, like uh, with cloaks uh, on. (laughs) Yeah, like Aragorn, right, smoking a bowl. (laughs) And uh we'll just sort of peer at people. And they will come to us because yes. they will know it's a pretty cool table to be all right. part of. All right? Rogues so. amongst
2: whetstoners.
1: Yeah. Ro- <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, somehow
1: all of that works. Uh wow. Yeah, that's uh I'm actually kind yeah. of interested uh it's to see how cool. that goes. Yeah, it's like cool, I feel yeah. like I'm I'm good at that thing in real life. Virtually, I'm not sure how that's gonna go for me. Yeah,
2: yeah, last there were technical hookup or hiccups, mm-hmm. like Hook ups? Yeah, hookups. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. I left early. You don't know what goes on there. You yeah, don't know what happens um, with the wet? But stutters. like you could definitely <laughs> tell, like some people had lag because like they would keep talking, and someone they'd stop. Someone else would talk, and then they'd start talking again over the person talking. So, like, it's just, you know, that's just how yeah, it yeah.
1: goes. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. That's kind of annoying, but it does yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, Dean, I saw uh, you stumbling around the bazaar. Yeah. What did you uh, pick out there?
0: Actually, I've been really trying to do a lot more reading, and mm-hmm. I have found that, like you too, um, I love a physical book, but, man, it's hard to find the time to do it. And, it, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I just can't concentrate enough on it. So I've been doing a lot of um, – audiobooks and today uh grimdark magazine had a review of a book called neon leviathan which is a cyberpunk and uh, anthology yeah um, they've been talking that one hard for a yeah. while and anytime uh richard k morgan says that he likes cyberpunk he's the guy that did altered carbon right yeah um oh. i'm gonna altered carbon is one of my favorite of all time just a fantastic book. Yeah. I Heard. That's uh, great. Yeah. Um, and he's got three in the series. So mm-hmm. I picked it up and I've started reading it, listening to it, I should say um, on the ride home. But prior to that, I was kind of desperate for something. And I don't know, I just kind of went in a little rabbit hole and I found something on Spotify by this guy named Ra- Rado. And it's got that little accent mark above the O, like you see in Belitz' name, you know, above the mm-hmm. I. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you call that. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an accent point. I don't even yeah, know if yeah. it makes a difference how you pronounce it or not. But this guy does the reading of original.
1: I don't know. So, yeah, Maybe it's Rado. Baylit. Rado. I don't know. Belit. I don't know. I, again. I, I, I'm you know, never going to get that straight. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Someone needs to pronounce it correctly for us. But anyhow, um, he does the readings of original uh, fairy tales, mythology, Uh, and and different stories. And he also does some pulp science fiction. But I listened to, and I was just, I thought I hit the treasure trove. I listened to Phoenix on the Sword, Hmm. five episodes of the original King Arthur stories, three episodes of Edgar Allan Poe, some of the pulp science fiction stories, and Sherlock Holmes. And this guy does them in a really wonderful presentation. He does them straight up, has a little bit of history at the end of uh, the readings and stuff like that but i forgot how good phoenix on the sword was oh, yeah 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 yeah. yeah and it's he fu- he got I, this uh the permission to read it i mean this was in 2020 i think or 2021 he got permission from conan properties to read this story
1: yeah wow. i mean i think you're okay to do audio presentations uh the stories themselves are all right it's when you are selling something with a conan name or or other bits
0: well i think that there was maybe there's some monetization of his
1: spotify account i'm not sure so uh, what's com- what's what's coming in your window there dean what's coming in my window <laughs> that window behind you there is something living that just looked in it
0: now nah, i don't have no idea it must be a ghost or something Okay, because I'm on the, I'm on the second floor. What? Right now, I see that? Did you um, not, gonna, dude? This is right recorded. now, my hairs on the back of my neck are standing up. Uh, I don't. Uh, do you record
1: the video on this? I am recording the video. No, we're, we're gonna, gonna have to get back. You're go gonna look. have a look back at that. Maybe that's just all right, weird.
0: gentlemen, you guys can take over on <laughs> um, uh, getting the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <you> know, <laughs>
1: it didn't look menacing. <laughs> it just looked like something. Is all.
2: Well. I'm on the second floor of yeah, that. Well, girl, <laughs> raccoon, possum. Uh...
0: No, there's no ledge out behind my oh. sh- left shoulder. There is no ledge out right. there. It's a window and a 40-foot drop.
1: Probably just a weird lighting thing. but. Uh... It probably
0: is, and now I'm going to be looking at that the entire time. <laughs>
1: I'll let you know if anything comes back, okay? If there's yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Heaven. I'm not going to take my eyes off that spot <laughs> for the entire episode. If I Matt's
0: scream like been... a girl to the audience, <laughs> if I scream like a girl, a very young girl. Yeah.
1: I apologize. <laughs> to, to be fair, I've been imbibing for a few hours before we've uh, recorded. So, okay. uh, you know, could be. Who All knows? right. Anyways, sorry. What was the platform? Where did you just found this on it a was on um, Spotify? Okay, cool. Uh,
0: that's where I found it, it was on Spotify is Rado R-A-D-O with a little accent marker.
1: That's rad. Um so, <laughs> rad saying, Rado. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Even I didn't pick up. Yeah. <laughs> usually pretty quick on those, uh, <laughs> imbibing since five. Okay. So what was I, uh, Oh, Phoenix on the sword. Yeah. Uh, Edwin Brown, who's a fan of the show and a guy I've hired to edit some of my stuff. He mentioned something about Conan, how like in the very first appearance of the tale, he was like, people are talking about how he's this barbaric character and right. He's like, um, he's a total, bugger and he'll wreck everyone and steal all your women and blah 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 and it's like the intro to Conan the first time he appeared he's like contemplating taxes and like yes also how Building there's this map. yeah he's like there's this poet I can't do anything with because I love his poetry too much you know yeah, like yeah. I, I can't get mad at him because he's too powerful a poet and it's mm. like that is kind of a funny thing when you when you put it that way right? Yeah.
0: Well, I highly recommend this. Uh, the guy's got a lot of stuff. I mean, there's some stuff I skipped over. I don't need to hear Rapunzel and and uh, uh, the Velveteen Rabbit read, but the stuff that interests me yeah. definitely was well presented.
1: Okay. Cool. Well, let's uh, stumble back out of the bazaar. Right. And head to our uh, topic du jour, which...
0: Du jour. We're going to burn it. through this one. We're going to burn through this. We're going to burn it like the butcher.
1: Oh, The Butcher oh, of Blaviken? Yeah. Oh, okay. There we go. But before, <laughs> before we get into the uh, actual topic du jour, I just want to say um, a thanks to our listeners over the year. Oh, wow. um, we've put out more episodes. We've been a little more on it. And I yeah. feel like we're getting some momentum. We're making lots of friends. Um, I really want to thank our guests over the course of the year. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, we had, uh, Sarah Frazetta, the Spine of Night, uh, guys,
0: Morgan and Phil,
1: uh, Jason. Yeah. 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 Jason's popped on and helped us out. Alex popped back for a bit. Peter. Um, yes, Peter. Yeah. I mean, anyways, it's been awesome and we've had great conversations and really this is, um, it's really a gas just to kind of get together and talk about it like I was sitting on the couch getting very tired it's almost well it was like nine o'clock in Canada land where I'm at and then as soon as I start talking to you uh dudes my energy returns and I'm feeling restored so here all right we all right so big thanks uh to that it's probably our last show of the year um yeah. we will come back at you soon and you know <laughs> I think we said it last year but like Maybe 2022 is the year where the world uh, <laughs> gets a little better. I don't know. Okay. The world
0: doesn't we know what it that wants last to do. Time, uh, we were... <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Perhaps we've open. cursed ourselves. But once again, well, this is this is actually the third uh witcher-centric episode.
2: Yeah. Second. To but air. only
1: the second official, because there's still that lost episode. That you lost see. episode. But we figured um well we are a sword and sorcery podcast the witcher is definitely adjacent it is not sword and sorcery but it is adjacent and we kind of want to keep our hand on the pulse here yeah um it's an exciting time i think for fantasy programming Mm -hmm. um we got good things coming out so you know we have to kind of look at the wheel of time we have to look at the witcher and honestly, it's not been a terrible time doing it. So no. let's talk about it, gentlemen. The Witcher yeah. season two.
2: We are also going to do this as spoiler free as possible because it did just come out.
1: Yeah. yeah. came so, out on Friday. We might um, talk about some
2: themes, talk about some vagaries.
1: Yeah. 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 But, we'll be uh, careful. Nothing,
2: no specifics. I don't. Uh, we're gonna try. We're gonna try yeah. our
1: best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will try our best. Um, I don't actually. I mean, I'm the only one who's finished it. I don't think it's yeah. like a big spoiler heavy situation. To be honest. Um, I mean, sure. certainly there's things I could tell you. Oh, this is gonna happen, and but it's not. That's not really the. It's not the same as the new Spider-Man movie. You, no, there's, oh my God, there's aspects of that. <laughs> there's it's aspects so of that funny. you don't want spoiled for you. It's no, very good. It's very good. Um, but. Yeah, I think with The Witcher, we'll we'll be careful. So, I've watched all of it, Logan and Dean. I think you're both on episode six. I'm on five. Yeah. Okay, five. Well, there you go. Seen
2: four full episodes and started five.
1: Yep. So, well, let's get into it. Um, I think last time that we talked about The Witcher. No, wait, the time before that that you didn't hear about. I think we all agreed that the Witcher season one was a good starting point for a show. And we felt like it had a lot of room to grow and improve. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. for me, it, season one was like a seven out of 10, which is a pretty good spot for me. Um, can't complain about a seven out of 10. That's a good, that's a good rating, but I guess overall having seen season one and where you're at in season two, would you say we have entered into improvement territory? Personally, um,
0: I think so. I'm really enjoying season two. I think, and I say this with a little bit of a caveat, because I watched the entirety of season one within days of season two coming out. So season one was very fresh for me. Watched Um, or rewatched? Rewatched. Yeah, same rewatched because i think my first watch through i was a little too confused by some of the disjointed time frames and how things were jumping around a bit um and then when season two came out i really enjoyed it um again i'm on season or not season uh episode five uh the first two felt first three felt more episodic to me and i was really digging that idea that it you know there's an overarching story but the two three episodes that i watched the first three which felt really self-contained and i really mm-hmm. enjoyed it and i thought they were strong episodes um i would highly recommend that anybody who is hasn't watched season two they go back and watch season one first
1: yeah i would and, echo that and, for, for sure. sure um sorry logan Just no say no, no piece, i was gonna cause... say
0: i did not rewatch season
2: one okay so all i'm going off of is my memories of it um and i would also say there's an improvement um i think the most noticeable improvement for me is the quality of the visuals Mm -hmm. i mean like the design the makeup Mm -hmm. the cgi work Mm -hmm. um, is above and beyond what i thought of season one like what stands out for me in season one that that dragon towards the end which is actually my favorite episode of the season. But yeah. it just looks so, it didn't look good. It didn't look good. It looked comparable to some stuff that like I would see on like Hercules Legendary <laughs> Journeys. Yeah. Which I am also re-watching. And I have heard that comparison elsewhere mm-hmm. um, outside yeah. of my own
1: little bubble. I, I think if you if you side-by-sided those, you'd be like, oh my God, it's way yeah, better you're than Hercules. Right. But you're but for the, the 2020 version or whenever, whenever that came yeah. out, it would be close to the equivalent like, I don't think it's dreadful, but you're right. You're right. It's not yeah. dreadful. Um, yeah. but it's not smog first, from Lord of the Rings.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the first episode, you get some excellent effects. Um,
1: so even oh, go ahead. Well, I just want to interject that, like, yeah, um, this is from having seen the whole thing. Without spoilers, I will say there are some amazing monster effects in the last episode. Um uh-huh. There's a monster in the last episode, everyone. Well,
0: there's yeah. monsters in the first four right. episodes it's, that I've seen, and they're quite good, too. Yeah, yeah, that's, so yeah.
1: I think definitely the effects are better. I mean, this is a huge show for Netflix. It's like mm-hmm. number one globally, so yeah, um, um, that's a big deal.
0: Can we harken back to an earlier episode where we were talking about the Wheel of Time and our discussion about how we had issues with the costuming? Yeah. Um, I think that Witcher is just knocking it out of the park yeah. every one of those outfits that somebody's wearing looks like a legit piece of quasi medieval and i when i say quasi i'm using air quotes i mean it could be pretty darn close to some
1: yeah real a lot of life it looks, medieval a lot clothing. of it looks functional right
0: yes yes too
1: and i actually have to walk something back here because i like to stay honest about these things i sometimes um i don't know sometimes i'll drop some hot takes but uh so about the rewatch, I rewatched season one mm-hmm. in preparation for season two. And I was talking to you guys about it and I was like, man, like it was better than I had remembered. I think maybe I had bugaboos about um sort of season one. And then when I rewatched it, like the first four episodes were really strong, yeah. especially episode one, like it was a damn good intro. Yeah. And I think when we did the wheel of time, I was kind of like thinking that of as far as quality goes and consistency goes, the Wheel of Time was stronger than Witcher season one. And now I would take that back. Okay. Cause you were poo-pooing Witcher compared to Wheel kinda of Time. I kind of was. Yeah. And then I, okay, I'm glad that's clarified. Cause when I rewatched it, I was like, damn, this is actually pretty good. Um, I, I thought it was strong as like the thing with the Witcher is season one really falls off on this, on the second half or the, The the last third, in my opinion, the episodes get kind of weak. Now I know the dragon episodes in there, but, and I do like that episode, but it kind of fell off a bit, uh, in regards to the quality of the first few episodes, this season two. Um, I think you guys are on episode five. You said, yeah. Yeah. I think five and six are the weakest episodes where I talked to you guys the other night and I was like, Oh man, I don't know about this. Um, but really you're going to get weak episodes of a season of television. It's right. going to happen. Um, but, but you for say me, yeah, it, it, a story it, it, in an
2: anthology, you're not going to love every one of them.
1: Right. That's right. But it stuck the landing, honestly. Yeah. And by the end, I was really back into the characters. Things came around and wrapped up and you know, I'm ready for season three. Can,
0: can I, can I ask about my biggest gripe?
1: Yeah, sure. Oh, the. Oh,
0: so in, in season or in episode eight, <laughs> is there eight episodes? Yeah. 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 Eight yeah.
1: episodes in both. Does
0: Siri get her white eyebrows back? <laughs> oh my god, guys. Dean no. is just obsessed with
2: these white eyebrows. You know, it's funny. We, I love have... okay. I love the
0: look that Siri had looked with like the, an alien. She looked no. terrible in season one. It, you know, was it was awful. It made her have that kind of otherworldly, other you know, we find well, we yeah. can't go into spoilers. We can't go into spoilers because we find out something in season or episode five.
1: Oh, series a big deal in the world yeah, yeah and
0: we can't talk about it but it the white eyebrows kind of emphasize that
1: i i, I know what you're saying there um they really yeah, did I mean, have I that sort it. of i don't have uh, to like it <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny dean was the first one to bring that up and logan yeah. and i were like what like maybe yeah. we didn't even notice yeah. And then uh, every goddamn thing I see on the internet is a meme about her changed eyebrows now. So yeah. like Dingo, <laughs> the continuity uh, expert over here yeah. noticed. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I, I guess eyebrows do kind of change as you age. And but, but this takes place- There's not a time gap in the no show, No time right? gap,
0: no, right
2: after. <laughs> but she is older. Like, yeah. I think they started filming when she was- what did I say, 20? Because we looked it up the other day. She is 20 now. Oh, yeah. so they started filming when she was 18. Yeah. The first season.
1: Well, there was a huge gap between those seasons. It was almost like two years, wasn't it? I
2: actually, right before this, I read an article saying that it will be an even longer gap between season two and three. What? Oh, yeah. That's so. horrible.
1: Uh, I, I, I get it to a point. Um, but like, and the other thing, this is why I'm maybe a little bit harsh on the show and was, is that this is eight episodes. That's a short season mm-hmm. and it should probably rock. I, I think that's, 12, that's 12, fair. 12, 13 episodes is sort of the limit for a TV show. You go beyond that. Um, the quality starts to suffer as, as HBO for a sort of litmus test on that. Yeah. Like if you got a television show and it's 25 episodes a season, it's gonna be like criminal minds quality, generally speaking, yeah. because you just yeah. can't it's gotta get repetitive for budgetary reasons, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess I don't really understand why Netflix, with all of the resources at their disposal, um, have two episodes of stinker a season in an eight-episode thing. Now well, I'm being I'm being very privileged and very like yeah, tyranny about this. I, I just I do find it somewhat surprising
0: i mean you get that with even with a book even some of the best yeah. books i've ever read there are chapters i'm like oh i've got to get through this chapter just to get to the next you know yeah you're right yeah you're yeah. slogging through um yeah. i don't know i i guess i'm not experiencing that as much maybe that's got something to do with the fact that i n- have no prior experience mm-hmm. with this story other than watching the first season
1: um you guys have read books right I read yeah. the first three. Yeah. And I mean, I don't love the books. I honestly yeah. found them at Logan used the word. And this is the B word that I almost never use yeah, because I find it to be a dumb person word, eh. but they're kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, it sort of emphasizes bits that are like move past this, put this was, in some quick exposition.
2: I was saying before we started talking here that like, I like the idea of the Witcher better than how it plays out on page screen video game like Mm -hmm. it's fine Um, i think it plays out
1: really well in the video game but yeah page and screen
2: no the video game is fantastic but like it's just you know it's not everything that i would have in my mind if i was like oh this is a game about a monster hunter yeah yeah because it's not a video game about a monster hunter It's, it's a video game about someone doing other stuff that happens to fight monsters Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: So here's something I've wanted to say for a bit, and I almost wrote a thing on this. And then I'm going <laughs> to shut up for a minute because I'm hogging airtime here. But no, no, no. this is actually relates to both the new Spider Man and the Witcher. And I'm going to avoid spoilers here. But I will say this the Witcher is at its best when you have Geralt doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. obviously, he can't you can't really do Monster of the Week with no through line at all. Sure. Yeah, sure, you could but it's not going to click with audiences. They got to have the through line these days and you got to have this arc. So I get that, but it does seem to be best when he's like those really killer episodes are both episode one of both seasons, right? Where you have that sort of contained story and it's really good. Spider-Man interestingly, uh, and this is not a spoiler because if you saw the Spider-Man movie previously, you realize his secret identity has been shown to the world. Okay. And so one of the things that occurs there is when Spider-Man is no longer keeping that secret, he has to become a different, uh, you know, he's a different person with the people in his life, and the dynamics change, and the Mary Jane aspect changes. And when I watch that movie, I'm like, ah, oh, this is weird. This isn't how Spider-Man's supposed to be. Now, of course, as the movie progresses, they embrace it, they change it, and they. St- dick that landing like crazy it's the most spider-man thing in the world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and honestly it's the best spider-man movie in my, in my opinion because of the way that ended mm-hmm. it was <laughs> so spider-man the decisions that were made there uh but i do digress i guess what i'm saying is at a certain point you have these characters that are serial characters and when they step away from their uh the Cereal-ness? thing that they yeah serial the thing <laughs> that they do as the audience member you're like I don't know if I like this new territory, and then eventually a good storyteller brings you in and makes it work. And and I think with both of these, they do do that. So sorry, that's my conflation of well to go along
0: to go along with that. I kind of am digging right now the idea that I I really am enjoying series. Her story arc right now, yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe not so much with Yennefer, but I, I'm, I'm still appreciating it one she's easy on the eyes and two you oh, know boy. it's not a bad oh, bad story but <laughs> it seems like geralt his story is kind of a vehicle for these other two characters and yeah more, actually more, more so than the books. first season
1: that's yeah say that again life. logan that's, that's i i think I'm, I'm with you on that
0: that's how i felt reading the books
2: like i wanted the story about geralt but it's a really a story with about other people and Geralt's there like, they mm-hmm. know him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, and, like, and that's the thing. When you watch the show, he's often the part that commands the most attention. And it's the most kick-ass moments. The moments where we're yeah. like, yeah. But uh, I would agree with Dean that this season sort of... Like, I really liked Yennefer last season. I liked mm-hmm. her arc. I talked about this. The mm-hmm. fact that she was kind of a... You know, she was... Uh,
0: she was the... a cast-off. She was, she a... was
1: a piece he, yeah, she was in rough shape and yeah. she was treated poorly and she had the whole, like, she sacrifices for power and she becomes beautiful and she becomes ultra powerful. And, you know, later on you see that, and she's someone who's been living for hundreds of years. That's really cool. That's an interesting character. That yeah. she's, she uses her beauty and her magic to her advantage. Um, and then this season, spoiler alert, She's diminished. She, yeah, she's lost her powers for a good portion. Um, and I wasn't feeling her arc at all Mm -hmm. until uh, episodes seven and eight. And so it, I will say, it does come back for me and she fits in nicely with the sort Mm -hmm. of wrap up. Yeah. Uh, but Siri as well in those later episodes really kind of comes into it too. And I felt less of the, Oh, we need more Geralt because he's the most charismatic in his own weird way. Yeah. Um. But yeah, to- toward the end of this of the season, I felt differently. So, uh, all's well yeah. that ends well.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is worth noting though, because so like early on, there are major diversions from established plots in books and video games.
1: Witcher canon
2: yes your mm-hmm. canon lore whatever um i know that when they did t- season one they were like we are adapting the book not the video game they were very vocal about that um and i'm not 100 sure they're on that course anymore and part of me understands why mm-hmm. right like you don't want to just retread something that's already written As someone like a, a creative person you want to offer something new to people
1: totally fair Um, yeah
2: right and even but the other side of that double-edged sword there is that you are going to make a certain segment of your fan base upset um now and i would understand just like i said with wheel of time Mm -hmm. i understand being upset but i think it is also worth you know acknowledging that television shows are just going to be different it's not going to be shot for shot recreation of anything that you've already had in your head mm-hmm. like um having played the video game or at least which three my initial reaction to season one was like this doesn't look right
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> because we've already had this amazingly established visual representation but i didn't get over it because it's not the video game it's something different um i'm not saying like don't be upset they changed something about you know whatever but it, you know it's just gonna happen
0: right mm-hmm. Can I ask you guys some questions about the actual show? Or maybe it's more about the background of the show, since I have not read any of the books or played the video games. Um, when they refer to the continent, that's been a big part of the discussion. The continent, saving the continent, ruling the continent, taking over the continent. Are they referring, I know it's a different type of uh, world? Are they referring to the world, or are they actually referring to an established continent surrounded by ocean and yeah,
2: stuff like that? Yeah, it's like a continent. It's it like is a- Europe and Asia.
1: <clears throat> yeah, and I don't. I've again read the first three books, so I can't speak beyond. Yeah but I don't think they really have contact with other continents.
0: Okay. So is this like a Pangea type of thing where, is that the right word Pangea where it's just one large supercontinent? I
2: do believe that other continents exist. And I think they're vaguely placed in the same place ours
1: are. Okay. Okay. But I
2: also don't think that's super important.
0: It doesn't seem to be. Not
1: with with what I've read anyway. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, well, that so, answers my question. That clears up okay. something for me because I, I was like, you know, they're, the, they're trying to take over the continent. But in I think it was episode five somewhere, they made a reference and just the way it was referred to. It made it sound like they were
1: really meaning the world. Mm. I mean, I yeah, I don't know. And, okay. and again, I don't know if the show would that might be one of those things that is brushed past. Like if the books aren't overt about there being other continents in play, mm-hmm. then I can't imagine the show is going to be like, you know, bother even mentioning it. Okay. Yeah. It seems right. to be that, it seems to me the stakes in the continent are the stakes in the world. Okay. All right. As far as storytelling purposes go.
0: And yeah. another question, and this is a little bit tongue in cheek, but uh, somewhat serious. For witchers, when they go back to what's the name of the, the fortress that they're at? Kale Moran. Is winter like you know, we're all educators. Is this their equivalent of a winter break where they just yes, <laughs> yes it is okay? Yeah. So when they referred to this, I forget uh, it was uh Bessemeri goes, or maybe it was one of the other witchers so this is the time for us to relax and restore and rebuild and retrain. Yeah. So this is like
1: they're off duty from killing monsters. That's right, and I think they said in the show at one point, and i don't remember how this worked in the books but that in the winter most monsters are hibernating
0: oh okay that makes sense now okay yeah. thank you that i thought it was yeah. just kind of they weird mentioned that like, like, you I, know hey we're on break you know take I'll i take did too
1: cuz i was like well who's <laughs> going to kill all these monsters but they they did a, a quick line in the show about uh something hibernating and okay i all feel right. like that answered my question
0: but there's still been a lot of monsters they've been dealing with
1: yeah. It's a monster heavy season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the monsters are cool. Um, again, like Logan said, there's been a few changes to Canon things. Mm-hmm. And I, I like you, I mean, I said the same thing last time. It's like, I realized that books and things need to change and you guys kind of called me on my stuff here where I was like, they changed this about the Witcher. And then you were like, well, yeah, but that didn't bother you with game or with uh, game of Thrones, um, of time. Of time. And I was like, that's true. I'm slightly closer to The Witcher maybe than yeah. I am. Yeah, I was of time. saying that. It's like the
2: closer you are to it, mm-hmm. the yeah. angrier you get about <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: and that makes that makes total sense. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah it, does. it does. That's the thing. I, I won't actually get upset with anyone about if you're really attached to the book and the show makes these changes that don't make any sense to you at the time or they're not improvements on what came before, I totally get that. That would drive mm-hmm. me as well. Uh, I like to kind of, I, I, it's really kind of a weird privilege on its own that we can enjoy these two series without being, you know, attached to these yeah, yeah, yeah. two franchises too much. Right. Oh yeah. It's refreshing. It, it, it is. Um, so I,
0: don't I mean, know. can you imagine if we actually did get, I'm speaking personally for myself, an Elric series. Yeah. I mean, see, can uh, you imagine how much vicious butt hurt there would be? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but these, these fandoms like Elric fandoms and Conan fandoms are smaller. Right. I, I mean, I star I think, Wars. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's just it. So I think that they get smaller. Uh, the fandoms, I think, get even more precious about a thing. Well, because okay. few, yeah. because only yeah. because there's fewer people to kind of buffer it out, right? I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like Lord of the Rings appeals to many people who have read right. the book maybe 20 years ago, and then they go see that movie, and they're like, "Yeah, it seemed about right to me." <laughs> Whereas, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, so
2: this is kind of an aside, but yeah. like now that we've established this like working theory that the closer you are to a property. The, you know, more emotional you'll be about the adaptation, Mm -hmm. one way or the other, right? Hundred percent agree. Yeah. Yeah. Now, thinking back, not that like I was hardly alive at this time; I was very little. But if I look back, the library of fantasy movies from like the eighties. Yeah. Right.
1: It's almost
2: (laughs) none of them are based (laughs) on an existing property. Right. Yeah. 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 Now I would be curious. If there was a studio or whoever that could make a series with an approximately equal budget to The Witcher, but not have any ties to something people already loved, yeah, how that would play yeah. out.
1: Hmm. So that's interesting. Here's why that I think that doesn't happen.
2: I think they need the money. Like, it's yeah, a, I think it's. it's I think the it's, it's, the it's the,
1: an existing property. Yeah, brings an embedded audience, so you're already making cash. You're yeah. already going to break I
2: 100% it. agree. I'm Unless sure a, that is why it happens. Yeah. I lament that that is yeah. why it happens. Like, But, even at the same I- time...
1: Oh, go ahead. Well, it, there was a time in like, I would say about 20 years ago when studios started to get wise that fans, established fans, had expectations of things that you can't crap all over what they've done or, or brutally change it. Right? Because if you do People will reject it. There's been a lot of those adaptations. And then in the time when superhero movies and, you know, everyone's like, oh, it'll be the last year for those. No, 20 years strong. Those are still Mm -hmm. the big thing. They're saving cinema in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The Marvel is still very much hewing to the fidelity. They'll change bits and pieces, but they will keep the heart and they will keep the major bits and they will do enough (laughs) fan service that no one's going to give them crap about it. But I'm almost feeling that we're entering the point now where the wheel of time kind of shows me that I almost feel like studios are a little bit bold. And they're again, like, yeah, we can change all this crap. Ah, Whatever. We already got their money. And uh,
0: well, I don't want to. I I, I don't want to bring it up because you guys are going to make fun of me for it. I won't make funny. But that's exactly what Paramount did with Star Trek Discovery yeah I've heard that a lot from, from have yeah, you seen
2: Star Trek Discovery? <clears throat>
0: well, it is yeah. in many people's opinion, those people, like you said, Logan, those people who are close to that IP, sure. who love that property, who love that thing, uh, it is not well liked
1: by longtime fans. And, and Star sure. Trek's an interesting bit too because it's not based on like a book; it's based on itself. Yes. So yeah. the things they're adding to it, I mean, you're almost are they like fighting with their own canon? Kind of. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um,
0: they're they're trying to base it on, and I don't want to go too far because we're talking about The Witcher here, but they're, that's fine. We're ta- They're trying to base it on a series that came out in the 1960s that is beloved and considered, mm-hmm. you know, the holy grail of their fandom by many yeah. fans. And they changed the way it looks completely. I sure. can accept that fact that, you know, you need to make it look like something from the 2020s for modern viewing audiences. But there's also a lot of things that just were like so sideways that yeah. – and this, what did is... you think about the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies? Just... I actually quite enjoyed them because they explained it very well because they have alternate timelines. All you got to do is throw in an alternate timeline <laughs> and you're good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. Yeah. Well, um,
0: yeah. And that's, I was just curious since you,
1: yeah. Yeah. I actually really liked the, the first Abrams movie. Yeah. Me too. I didn't yeah. love Wrath of Khan there as much because I was like, that guy's not Khan. Right. What are you you doing? I'm not going to buy that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I still think they were fine and I'm not, I'm not, but again, Mm. I'm, I'm not that close to the fandom. So it didn't bother me too much. And so I agree
0: with you, Logan, a hundred percent, that the closer you are to something, the more you're going to hate anything or at
1: least disagree strongly with anything that diverges from it. Now I, but I will say this too, when Lord of the Rings came out, and it was like, where's Tom Bombadil? I was like, <laughs> oh my God, thank Christ they didn't put Tom Bombadil uh, in that movie. That's the chapter that I was talking about before. It, it would have got, been dreadful Yeah, that the ring wraiths are coming. There's the sense of dread. We've already gotten past the sort of whimsy of the Shire. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, it's Tom Bombadil. Hey, guys. Yes. No, hard no, I'm, no. People Super are gonna try and slip I have my no throat.
2: idea what this is. I, I don't really?
1: know who Tom Bombadil is, and I oh never will. Yeah, you glazed <laughs> over that. Yeah, yeah. Tom
0: Bombadil was something that Peter Jackson hit a hit it out of the ballpark when he said, No, we're not putting
1: that yeah. in. <laughs> I'm sure in the book, I mean, again, I've read that book like that was over. That was like 25 years ago that I read Lord of the Rings, but I didn't particularly love that part, and I was like, if they put this in the movie, it was stupid. I had a drunken conversation with a girl a couple of years back, and she was like, "Yeah, but it's stupid. They didn't put Tom Bombadil in there." Well, basically, that's... I did the same thing. It's was like, "Oh, you wanted old Tom Bombadil." Do you know why? Be-be-be-be. Here's my no. theory on why Tom no.
0: Bombadil is like that. And you, you, you did a great imp- uh, impression of what is I that? Think.
1: How he would speak? Uh, I th- feel no, like...
0: it's not how he would speak, but that's <laughs> kind of the impression you get.
1: Yeah, it's like he doesn't. He, that's how acts I feel about he acts that way. He acts that way. Like he uh, has no concern Christ. whatsoever.
0: It's because he's one of the last remaining gods of yeah. the first age. And he's yeah. like, I don't care what's going to happen. I'm still going to be here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, <laughs> in, and in the, if you're telling an Epic on page, you know, that's fine. Uh, but for that movie, it would have slaughtered the pacing, just yeah. annihilated it. There was yeah. no place for it. And I'm glad it didn't even show up in the like special edition. Like there's no. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Great segue. Talking Lord yeah. of the Rings and Lord of the Rings is famous. Tolkien's famous for his elves.
1: Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the
0: elves and mm-hmm. the Witcher. Okay. I'm really kind of, well, at least at this point, I'm digging the way the elves are portrayed because i love the fact that the elves are they're still close to nature they're still magical creatures and stuff but they're not this high and mighty holier
1: than thou type of race yeah they're like segregated they're you know racist policies are in place to basically ruin them and
0: but genocide happening Am yeah. I am I correct in assuming that at one time they were kind of like the rulers of the land?
2: Well, there was the time when there weren't humans, and it was yeah. just the okay. like,
0: we were all like demi humans, and then humans okay. showed up.
1: Yeah, and like yeah. Siri has the old blood, which is what? like that old blood. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Well, yeah, but I mean that's kind of book stuff too, and the yeah. video game stuff. That's, that's, in that's, video a, that's games okay. I okay. think that's fine. Um, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, but the other thing too that I found really interesting. And I said this to you guys in the chat the other day, and as the season was progressing, this might be slightly spoiler territory. As the season was progressing, I was like, Oh, maybe I'm not right about that. But I said that it's interesting that you have this, um, you know, essentially they're, they're this race of people who are kicked to the curb. They're treated like crap. And in a lot of stories, what happens is you have those people be absolutely virtuous, despite all of that hardship which doesn't make sense. It's not a human reaction to a lot of things. If people are treating you like crap all day long, you're going to bite back. Mm -hmm. And in The Witcher, they kind of do. Yeah. Right. Okay. And I guess I would say later in the show, there's some things that happen where I'm like, damn, that's interesting because that's, that's interesting storytelling to me. I don't like, I like my fantasy to raise these questions and to be, to challenge me a little. And I feel like the situation with the elves kind of does because there's all these characters you can link onto and you're like, Oh, I totally get why, you know, why these are your motivations. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I I don't want to talk too much about it because Mm -hmm. I think ultimately it's something you need to watch, but
0: I just wanted to point out. I think the elves were well done. I I enjoy it. No, no prior knowledge. I was really big in the way they portrayed the elves in this
1: show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I agree, and I'm a pretty no elf uh, kind of guy. Like, I don't I don't like elves in my fantasy, but only because they're just such a trope that mm-hmm, sure. I'm exhausted. Um, yeah. But I do like the handling of them in the show. I think there's some interesting bits. Uh, Logan, you brought up something about episode one. We had a conversation with uh, I don't know. Is this? Can yeah. we talk about episode one with spoilers?
2: I feel like episode one is probably decent.
0: Fair you know what? Game. To all of our listeners, if you haven't seen it, yeah, time to check out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, why get, are you I'm listening back. to why are you listening to the Rogues in the House podcast? How do you have time for that, but not to watch the first episode of The Witcher? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> turn off the podcast and go watch the first episode. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, well, they do the the Beauty and the Beast. Thing, right?
0: Yeah, which is a story in the first book.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's changed a bit because I don't think a bit. Yeah. Siri wasn't there. I do not believe so. No, no, she wasn't because no. I don't think she showed up till like book three. Right, right. Maybe book two. I don't even remember. But interesting bit where they play this, and, and this is the thing I was talking about, is like they frig with your ethics and your morality, and they, they raise questions for you. So you've got this character where over the course of the episode. You know, there's something slightly off, but you get a sense like Siri bonds with this guy, who's a beast, you know, who needs to be changed back. He was originally a man, but he was cursed because of things that he's done, and so he, Siri and him start bonding a bit. And you get a you get a sense of the relationship that Geralt had with this guy too. And then, and uh, maybe I shouldn't go into the end with the spoilers. Yeah, you and know what? Probably not the yeah.
2: end. So now. I- i know where you're going we can we can do this without saying anything specific because like i guess when we matt and i are very different people if you're on the weststone discord you understand this we (laughs) see we see different things in the world right so when matt Matt john is typing yeah (laughs) when matt (laughs) sees this um his view is far more analytical i think than mine goes um he sees things that i do not see Um, And there were things in that episode that I did not see probably because I was basing them on assumptions that I had of the types of characters um, used in other media. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So my, like how I thought this one mechanic of the episode was working Mm -hmm. was based on, you know, every other show or TV or movie or book that I've read with the same kind of character yeah that's interesting yeah so the things that matt picks up on these subtle hints that like oh this is how this it's manipulating this or whatever i did not get so at the reveal at the end like i was left wanting for explanation because i didn't get clear enough Hmm. for me to understand that they wanted me to like this one character but also like this other character but then question why i liked it i didn't get any of that yeah. All I want to see was Geralt stab something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I and, and honestly, I really want to kind of rewatch that episode too, but for me, but, and I did watch that episode fairly closely. Um, yeah, it was like, it was an episode about two kinds of monsters and they were almost asking you the audience. Well, where are you at? on these kinds of monsters. I was girl, just, I would have
2: killed them both because I would have more action in it. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I guess I, I just, I don't know. I felt at the end that they really did kind of almost catch my breath in my throat when they made a certain reveal about what this character had done. I was like, I, Oh man. And then Geralt's sort of choice at the end. I was like, ah, and then you think back at like, i don't know it's a it's an interesting rumination on monsters i, I, thought, it was, I, I thought it was quite well done
0: i'm gonna fall on matt's side on this i really yeah, enjoyed the way they yeah did we're
1: it. not we're not fighting over this that's yeah, the other no, no, thing. No, no. the like, wedstone we discord we thinks we different. fight <laughs> we don't really fight we just no no
2: we don't really fight. talk now. about it um i will say that like now this episode it's a good episode it's a good mm-hmm. episode got no problems with it um it works as a good first episode i will say i read the story i've seen the disney movie <laughs> i don't give a crap about fairy tales turned dark and gritty fantasy
1: yeah that's fair I, that's it, fine.
2: that does not hook me at all so there was probably parts where i was like yeah okay we're you know yeah, yeah. i get it but um so. yeah they did
1: they put a pretty edgy uh yeah revelation in there for sure that yeah, makes it kind of grim dark right you'll just
2: you'll never sell me on something like listen i took this fairy tale but i made it darker <laughs> yeah, i don't okay. care i don't care if you did that
1: and the witcher is uh, there's yeah. a lot of that going on there is a lot uh, of that yeah yeah sorry that dean what are you saying we uh, no. we just cut you off there
0: no i wasn't that was actually my dog okay. making noise <laughs> oh. sorry no D.
1: <laughs> better than whatever is
0: looking dean at has you five through dogs that window. right now yeah, I'm watching mm. a total of five German Shepherds right now, so I'm surprised mm. there's not more noise. And, and none of them noticed anything out his
2: window.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's like the goddamn vampire from Salem's Lot. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one with the wicked Nosferatu-looking vampire? Yeah yeah, like- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I haven't seen anything in my window, but I'm hoping that you know, at some point, we're done with this interview,
1: and I can. <laughs> Yeah, now, I think is. it's I think it's just like a subtle wag in your in your webcam that's like making a bit of uh or it's something crazy and you're gonna be dead.
2: <laughs> it could before. be absolutely nothing, or yeah. it could be like earth shattering. Yeah, this is the spooky
1: things. third Witcher episode that never gets released because the yeah. editor was slaughtered during the film. Right. Ooh jesus <laughs> sorry that was dark yeah, <laughs> yeah I was gonna say that turned dark real fast grim <laughs> and dark yeah. <laughs> so i mean i don't know that that's kind of my yeah. overall uh, yeah feelings of the witcher is there anything else you guys really want to bring up with it
2: well you would mention something and i think we can do this without spoilers okay. but episode two mm-hmm. you had mentioned like there's, oh. there's where the change comes in Yeah, that yeah. a lot of fans are going to be like, what? And like, we had to do some research. So I had to do some Googling mm-hmm. to figure out exactly, you know, the long game and the other forms of media with this particular thing. But it seemed like an unnecessary change. And you had mentioned that like, those are the kinds of changes that you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. That, that's kind of what it is, is that, um, and I mean it's hard to tell without having the long game in mind and knowing yeah. where things are going to know whether the change was necessary but True Boiler Alert in episode 2 Eskel who is a uh, a Witcher he shows up in The Witcher 3 So in The Witcher 3 takes place after Blood of Elves
2: Yeah and um, the Wikipedia page says that he appears in all of the books
1: yeah, so exactly. I remember him so, showing like, up in the books there. too, but yeah. they change him so that, like, f- he becomes a lesion, mm-hmm. like, he gets yeah. infected yeah, by it, right? Which, it that could be
2: but tree monster, it's yeah, a cool tree, tree monster.
1: monster. And it was a cool, like, uh, it was a cool scene, and that all worked. I was just, I guess, I'm like, why take that existing character and then because I don't think that's a way lesions are made uh, yeah i don't know about that but i do know there's
2: like what a dozen other witchers that they that, didn't that's it name? right you could have just did it
1: have to be the one i, I yeah, that's what I. you could have made up a random name right yeah it mm-hmm. be in the background it's not i guess what it is is when you're doing an adaptation you don't have to name drop a person to then change their whole arc or their character okay yeah. can and just you could just pop in a random guy and do the same thing and pretend Geralt knew him forever and he didn't have to call him Eskel. I guess that's kind can of I, how I felt. Can, I, like can yes. I interject
0: here um, again, uh, coming at this with some yeah. ignorance, Eskel was somebody in the books that had a much larger story. Well, I
1: don't know. That's the thing. I don't really think it's According much to
0: larger. Page, oh, okay. He has a substantially larger part. Yeah. I just just. Okay. Yeah. And to I don't me, know. he meant nothing. I guess uh, right. it was a much bigger right. change to the people who have read the stories or played the game.
1: So I guess that's the argument, right? Is that it felt yeah. unnecessary because you could have just used any character to do that same thing. Gotcha. You could have named them, whatever. It's like, I, I get upset when adaptations just, it's like they're combing over the source material and they're plucking names out that they think will be appropriate to serve their New story that they're telling. Okay. And and it's just, it's always a better idea just not to do that name drop and have a fresh character to do the different thing that you want them to do.
2: Which kind of brings me way back to like the beginning episode, because I had mentioned in season one, they were very vocal, not a video game adaptation. This was not made for people that love the video game. Right. Like you you can enjoy the show, but it's not what you're going to expect. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, people that play the video game. Can enjoy the show the same thing. Now we have a situation where it's also not thing is the book. Now, like obviously, there are a lot of people out there gonna like it regardless, like me. But I mean, I I guess, and again, this is just me like rising. Like, what's the point of having a license? If you're not gonna let I don't know, if you get where I'm
0: going. Yeah. Like if you're not right. gonna follow
2: the video game, if you're not gonna follow the books, what are you in here?
0: Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. I mean, it does seem a little uh, you know, if you like you said, if you're not gonna follow the books, you're not gonna follow the video game, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, yeah, just, just I, curious. This, like I think I think major story beats they're hitting it, and I think like I can't really actually speak to Wheel of Time because I only read two of those books and I don't know the grand scheme of that whole massive thing. But um, I think The Witcher is mainly doing that. But you got to shave off a lot to tell those stories in, uh, I don't know, in that short eight-episode period of time per season. I guess it's just... <sighs> we've been around for a while. We've seen a lot of adaptations and sometimes you're just like, why do you do that? Like you just don't do that part. Like it it feels somewhat disrespectful on the writer's part. It's like, you've given the, you've been given the keys to the kingdom to do this thing. Just no better than completely changing a character. I mean, Eskel kind of felt like he did. He was kind Mm -hmm. of a bastard in the, uh, in the game. As I remember. So, uh, I don't know. I feel like they 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 kind of got that. But now he's dead. And, and obviously, <laughs> no, going, <laughs> no going back. <laughs> obviously, no going back. But I don't think he was like a huge player in the grand scheme of things. Right. Mm-hmm. And I th- so I think it's fine. Yep. Um.
2: So how long you think the show is going to go? I think that's the a Witcher? big question with Netflix. Yeah, I know it's the mm. big stuff. Do you envision it going 10 seasons like Game of Thrones? Well,
1: three? they they said it's gonna be this is a seven season plan. Oh
0: okay. seven, really yeah. okay, yeah
1: interesting. Yeah. And Cavill said he's committed to doing that, which I don't doubt. Um, you know, I mean if it's huge right now, season two, season three is gonna be massively anticipated. They're already doing spin-offs, like Witcher Blood Origin trailer came out.
2: Yeah,
1: like that's gonna be out in, in 2022. Is that a movie or is that a no? Movie? It says it says the series. Do they have the ability within the canon
0: to compensate for the aging of the characters? Like you know, I don't know. I mean, I mean, the, the yeah. girl Freya who pray who plays Siri, you can definitely tell that she has aged yeah. significantly.
1: Yeah, she's also kind of like elfin in her features, though too. Like. Mm-hmm. I think she'll cause she's already at the point where she's kind of a young woman, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think she'll be good for a while. Okay.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. It's cause cause like, you were saying that season three is going to be even longer <laughs> than the year and a half, almost two year delay that we had.
2: Yeah. That's what this article was saying. Um, based on, you know, a reason with so-and-so from right. so wherever. Yeah, cause I don't think it's
1: filming from, yet.
2: Yeah. It's not filming. Mm. Um, Yeah so you know i mean i know the big budget thing things i know that you know fantasy stuff can take a long time sure because you got means for sets and clothing and monsters and whatever
1: they Um, can't
0: they can't quite do what cobra kai did they finished season five filming before season four even made it to the air
1: yeah a lot cheaper a lot cheaper when you're clothes yeah (laughs) Yeah. dudes in normal clothes and established uh Actual yeah. buildings that aren't even sets, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I guess in the last thing I want to say is, I look at The Witcher's success, hugely successful. This is good. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones was hugely successful. We talked about this before. That brand seems to have crashed and burned. Yeah. I'm sure there's life in it. I'm sure it can come back. I do have some faith in HBO. So I think I think we'll get somewhere with that. Uh, That Northman trailer seemed to have lit the internet on fire a little bit. People were really excited, especially two. It looks like, you know, a Viking revenge movie is pretty manly and masculine. Um, All the people who are crying like, oh, we need fewer woke movies. It's like, well, this one looks like it might be what you want there, uh, there, Chappie. So here (laughs) you go, muscular guy. He's got his abs out. He's killing people. Come on i don't even know who, who to whom I'm where, yeah where do these voices come from <laughs> the character from seinfeld yeah hey what's going on here uh suddenly i'm from i don't know where i'm from somewhere in america in new york brooklyn i don't know i don't know where I'm sometimes i wonder if he's schizophrenic and these
0: are all the voices just coming out yes. <laughs> that was patricia that wasn't me that was uh, the- i think uh yeah the witcher i think it's got uh good bones it's got a good legs good yeah good legs um moving forward if it comes to seven series or seven seasons that's great i was expecting maybe five i had not seven.
1: i mean seven like netflix is huge yeah Yeah. they are the biggest they're also i was (laughs) i was thinking very quick to they're very quick to cancel sorry dean what are you saying
0: well i was just thinking back you know netflix is this huge you know monster of a production company now and i remember having to mail in cds to yeah. netflix to watch the movies that i wanted to watch you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> columbia house yeah. to listen to my music was columbia house the thing you had in america yes okay yeah. mm-hmm. i didn't know if that yeah, was just right a canadian right, thing or not
0: but no yeah. we would be so excited when we got the red envelope from netflix we can watch the movie put it in our dvd player and watch it and then you that's know.
1: right you would yeah. just order it yeah. yes man yeah. i forgot about that. envelope yep
0: coming in an envelope you could get if you were premium you could get three a week yeah.
1: and did you send them back
0: yes yeah you couldn't yeah. keep them yeah. if I
1: you like kept it. them they charged you yeah should have just invented a technology that made the data die at a certain point, <laughs> rental service. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I man, listen, come a long way, baby. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. That's true. And uh, I don't know, like all of these things that are successful are good for our interests. Yep. They just are. Um, and things will succeed and things won't. And maybe our boy Conan will get his show there and, uh, It'll be huge, but for for every Witcher that's successful, for every Wheel of Time that's successful, for every Northman that is ramping up anticipation, these are all good for the things that we like. It's a good time to be a fan of sword and sorcery. It Uh, is, and that's why I encourage
2: people...
0: kind of tanked, didn't it?
1: Did you see
2: that last duel with Matt Damon and Kylo Ren?
1: Oh, yeah, that tanked. That's not surprising, though. No, because it's like... Well, there's a couple of things at play. One, you had a Pandemic. It was also massively budgeted Ridley Scott film. Yeah. yeah. Um, And actually it got really good reviews. I actually started watching it and didn't finish, which is probably not a ringing endorsement, but mostly it's because things came up. Sure. But apparently it was good. It was just a box office failure, but really that's the kind of movie that you should be trimming the budget and releasing it to streaming. That's not a theater movie anymore. Mm -hmm. I know that's gross and I know people don't want to hear it, but it's like the theater is going to be for all ages, popcorn yeah. blockbusters. That's what it's going to be. Yep. And I think it's okay, you guys, because you can release excellent movies on streaming that are moderately budgeted and still be successful. Yeah. I know there's Maybe a lot of big yeah, yeah, like Scorsese's. You got to see
2: ha- it in the theaters. Well, yeah. no, I don't.
1: No, you oh, don't. You and, and, do and honestly, let me just go ahead and put a little stake in that. I loved going to the theater simply yeah. for as soon as the lights are off and the screen is on. I loved all that. But the going up and the incessant ads, the kids everywhere. Dude. I work with kids every day. I don't need them in the movie theater all the time.
2: <laughs> all right. There were, there were 40 minutes of previews in front of Spider-Man today. Yes. There was a preview for cryptocurrency. Yeah. And there was a preview for
1: going to the theater. I know I'm already in the theater. I know we, I know I, we, we were getting those back like 20 years ago. Like, Hey man, I'm a set painter. And like, you know, if you're doing all this bootlegging, it really hurts. It's like, dude, I'm here. Right. I, I'm yeah. not the guy you need to be talking to. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. But let me wow. <laughs> but yeah. let, let 40 me minutes. this. Yeah, yeah it, it, But it really is with all of all of that business. Now, I will say the pandemic has changed things for the better in that when I go to the movie theater now, you buy online and you select your seats ahead of time. Yeah. You pretty much have to. So, I still
2: sat next to a kid that screamed the whole time.
1: That's, yeah. hey, listen, there's nothing you can do about that. Know, but at no, least not. at least you can show up whenever you want to, <laughs> right? Yeah, and yeah. your seat's still there. I love that. But here's the big problem. When I went to see Dune and when I went to see Spider-Man and when I went to see The Eternals, the projection was too dark. So, in oh. these post pandemic times, they weren't keeping up on the technology and it was frigging garbage. So, if uh-huh. you're in Halifax, don't go to Bears Lake Cinema and watch 3D Goddamn Spider Man because it was, a, it actually, it really took away from the experience because huh. it was really bad. It was really bad, dark projection. I don't even like 3D, anyways. I yeah. just went because there were still tickets available, but the movie was so goddamn good.
2: It, it was. It was fantastic.
1: It, it helped me out, and as a longtime Spider-Man fan, yeah, I mean, hallelujah! They really did it. Yeah. yeah. And they even made. Oh, whoa! Oh, I almost huge <laughs> oh, oh, spoiler. Oh, oh, oh. All right. Oh. Ooh, ooh. <coughs> All and right. with that,
0: yeah, okay. you better wrap it up before you yeah. drop some let's, more.
1: Let's wrap it. So, yeah. uh, last show of uh, 2021. one twenty one. We'll kiss this uh, year goodbye i will be happy to do so i'm yep. um, not wishing we the time wish away but
2: you have good holidays mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you are safe and healthy
1: yeah don't um, be silly out there make good decisions i don't know what that means i'm just saying saying take care of yourself yes and... father <laughs> <laughs> you guys have any final thoughts uh no
0: um i'm glad i'm part of the the, the group here and, and rounding out 2021 i think 2022 is going to be a lot of fun for us because we've got a lot of cool things that are coming our
1: way we do and we got some yeah. wicked ideas for shows yeah. um we got we've actually we were at a deficit for ideas and now we're just tripping over them so yeah. yeah it's going to be good and so thanks to all our friends out there thanks to our listeners thanks to our guests thanks to our supporters uh, like Thanks us on to f- anchor.fm for hosting mm. our podcast that's right <laughs> uh like us on facebook like us on instagram at rogues in the house uh, and may your swords always remain sharp oh <sighs>